Again, I'm uh, Donald Helm, and this is The Hotbox. And uh, there are no prizes for guessing the title of the 106th edition of The Hotbox. We're going to call it Good Vibes. It's kind of follow-on to the show, number 104, that we did about the Hammond organ. And uh, we opined in that show that the Hammond organ was somewhat less of a presence in jazz than it used to be. Its importance seems to have declined. Well, John of Rathmines, whoever he is, uh, said the same thing, and he said it about the vibraphone. Um, That's quite a good point, we thought. So the vibraphone, anyway, was invented back in around 1920 when it became available. It rapidly became a fixture in many dance bands, and eventually it crossed over uh, into jazz. Of course, the dividing line between uh, dance music and jazz was very thin in those days. Lionel Hampton, uh, a drummer by trade, but he wanted to introduce a new sound into his dance band, and he got a set of vibes. So, to get us going, here is Lionel Hampton, with his fellow members of Benny Goodman's band, Gene Krupa, and the wonderful pianist, Teddy Wilson. Avalon.
was Avalon, uh, Lionel Hampton playing the vibes with Teddy Wilson on the piano, uh, wonderful solo from him by the way, and uh, the drummer Gene Krupa. So we're going to explore the vibes for the next 50 minutes or so and we'll soon find that there are in fact wide differences in approach and sound across the spectrum of vibes players. Now, just a quick word about the instrument. It's a keyboard, of course, of tuned metal bars under which there are small tubes containing fans. And along with the hardness or softness of the mallets used, it's the fans that make for very wide differentiation in sound from one player to the next. So let's go to Milt Jackson. Um, he is the vibes player, was the vibes player,
player with the modern jazz quartet and his sound on the vibes was absolutely fundamental to the whole band's sound.
Well, if you ever go looking for an MJQ album, you couldn't do better than the, that one. Uh, it's called uh, Blues at Carnegie Hall, and from which that track came, of course. It was Monterey Mist, uh, written by the vibes player Milt Jackson himself, and you immediately uh, get a different perspective on the instrument. Less of the percussion, more of the musicality. And you also heard the effect of the reverbs um, created by the fans in the tubes, um, uh, you heard that right at the end there. John Lewis on the piano, Percy Heath on the bass, and Connie Kay on drums, the MJQ. We'll move right along the whole line of musicality now and go straight to Gary Burton, who actually retired a couple of years ago. I didn't know jazz musicians could retire, but evidently they do. Burton sort of upended the vibes world when he came along. As a young man um, from the boondocks of America, he loaded his vibes into his truck and he headed for Nashville, of all places. And he made quite an impression there. He even made an album with the, the country guitarist Jet Atkins. But it was, of course, inevitable that he would move to the jazz epicenters sooner or later, and he did. Um, he had amazing physical dexterity. He played with four mallets, not the more normal two. He was able to um, shun the fan effects and instead modulate the notes by stroking the bars after hitting them. And I've picked a, a live solo on which he plays two Keith Jarrett compositions kind of merged. Um, I have to say it's incredibly wonderful. Thank you. 
Moonchild and In Your Own Sweet Way, both written by uh, Keith Jarrett. Um, six minutes of quite extraordinary playing by Gary Burton, a live recording from the Montreux Jazz Festival in 1971, so no trickery, no overdubs. Just one musician, Gary Burton, with four mallets. Um, that's taken from the album Alone at Last, on which all the tracks are Burton solo, although he does play other instruments on some of them. Well, let's now go to uh, another modern vibe player. Modern, I say, uh, as in modern jazz, but uh, unfortunately he died recently, Bobby Hutchison. A marvellous player, uh, quite different from Burton, as you will hear. Thank you. 
Bobby Hutchison there, and I guess you could say in his twilight years, and yes, you spotted it, he did use the electric fans on the vibes. Jitterbug Waltz, written by Fats Waller, Rini Rosness was the piano player, Dwayne Burno on the bass, and Al Foster, the drummer, taken from their 2007 album, which was called For Sentimental Reasons. So now we seem to be really swinging. Let's go to another of my favourite vibes players, Steve Nelson. He seems to have been uh, just about everywhere in jazz. He keeps cropping up as a sideman and he's played with just about everybody. And here is in the company of Mulgrew Miller on the piano, Peter Washington on bass and Lewis Nash on the drums. Coincidentally, uh, this is also from 2007 to 2007 and um, you'll recognise the tune. It's Desafinado. Thank you. 
Yes, Steve Nelson's recording of Desafinado, Straight Ahead Jazz, with the vibraphone very much at its centre. Incidentally, and uh, this fooled me for years, the vibraphone is absolutely no different from the vibraharp, which is or was an alternative name used for that instrument in its early days. I, I was always looking for some difference, but there isn't any. Well, talking as I have been about the sustain capability of the vibraphone using its electric function, um, we might give a listen to the British vibes player now, Roger Beaujolais. Um, that's not his real name, and I don't know what is his real name, but Beaujolais is his professional moniker. I like to hope it's because he, he enjoys a glass or two of that particular wine when he's um, going on stage. This one uh, he made in Italy a couple of years ago with the Italian rhythm section of Giacomo Domenici and Alessandro Pivi. I, I was tempted to play the original track um, Barbalunga, which is the title track, actually. The Barbalunga means long beard, because um, Mr. Beaujolais has, in fact, the longest beard that I've ever seen. But I, I resisted that impulse. So here we are. It's, uh, are we there yet? Uh, he must have children, mustn't he? Thank you. 
Mm, are we there yet? Roger Beaujolais' Italian trio. And what did I say about the sustain capability of the vibraphone? Well, we've got a couple of American stars to come on the vibe side. Better get a move on if we're to fit them all in. Let's let's start with Stefan Harris. Um, this is from an album he made with the pianist Jackie Terrasson. Um, we'll play a Randy Weston number. I've always liked it, particularly since I first heard it. Um, it was written, as I said, by Randy Weston back in the late 50s. Uh, but it's become a bit of a standard. I think that's possibly because of its time signature. Uh, you'll understand when we play it. Here it is. Little Niles. <laughs> Thank you. 
Little Niles there from Stefan Harris with Jackie Terrace on the piano, Terrace Mateen on the bass and Tyrion Gully on the drums. And now to Warren Wolf. Uh, he plays, as many Vibes players do, uh, both drums and piano as well. This is from his uh, very first album as a leader. He had Gregory Hutchinson on drums and Kristin McBride on the bass and Peter Martin on the piano and it created quite a stir when it was released because uh, he was a most accomplished player suddenly bursting on the scene. I quote from the uh, the jazz journalist Ted Pankin, who wrote, It's no exaggeration to state that the release of Warren Wolf, the eponymous debut album for Mac Avenue by Warren Wolf, uh, will make it as apparent to jazz fans as it is already to jazz insiders that the 31-year-old vibraphonist is the next major voice on his instrument. See what you think. <laughs> Thank you. 
in your mouth, uh, played by Warren Wolf, and I guess that's a sort of homage, um, in a way, to its to its own composer Gary Gary Burton, who who wrote it along with Chick Corea. And so we come to the end of our luxury wallow in the mystic sound of the vibraphone in jazz. I thought we might go back to Milt Jackson of the MJQ. Um, Perhaps he did more than anyone else to place the vibes centre stage in jazz. And um, I think it will go back to my favourite album again, which is um, the MJQ live at, um, or blues rather, at Carnegie Hall. We'll play uh, that most famous of pieces. It was written by Milt Jackson himself, for himself. Indeed, uh, it uh, immortalises his own nickname, Bags. The tune is Bags Groove. That's all from me for now. You'll be back and we'll be back along in a couple of weeks' time, no doubt. And if you have been for now, thanks for listening.